0: So if interest rates are starting to fall... But Manhattan still isn't seeing that translate into a high number of deals. What's going on? We'll cover the intricacies of interest rates in another podcast. But on
1: today's episode, we'll focus in on what's happening right now in Manhattan.
0: On the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast with John and Jonathan. We're here to talk about the November
1: statistics in Manhattan. Dive As right always, in. we're
0: going to talk through why Contract sign. We're going to talk through inventory, which has got a little hiccup this week. Days this on, Days on market? And days on market, your favorite, yeah. Okay,
1: so for the month of November, 719 contracts were signed, down from 838 contracts in October, which represents a 10% decrease year over year and a 14% decrease month over month. So actually, November saw the lowest amount of contracts since 2008, which says to us it was not a, a very, very strong November. Below $2 million, Um, Between 3 and $5 million, those areas, we saw uh, the greatest decrease in contract signs. Looking at the ultra-luxury market of $5 million and above, we actually saw year-over-year numbers improve over 12%. So we did 12% more deals year-over-year, and yet we lacked 8% month-over-month. So when we look at the improvement year-over-year of 12%, we're talking about a total of five units versus you know below two million, which would be significantly more units.
0: Yes, percentage wise, it sounds like a big, but you know in that category, people transact when they're ready to transact, typically. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah.
1: So the impact of the high interest rates really have had effect on the lower end of the Manhattan market for the month of of November.
0: It's very slow, and if you average out. The typical number of contracts signed over the last ten years of November's, um, and that's including you know highs and lows of the years. We're down almost twenty four percent. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, from what a typical November month looks like. In contract signed, so I'm not surprised. Given everything that we've been dealing with, people, you know, there's some exhaustion out there with buyers throwing out low bids and not getting counters, which we've experienced. There is a lack of really good inventory, so I think there's some exhaustion all around. The holidays is just enough to like it's a a, people think about that. People deal with the holidays and it's like I'll wait till next year. You know, I have enough other things on my plate. I'll just wait till next year. You know, we'll see what happens with the December numbers and see if that trend continues. I have a sense that it will. We will remain depressed through the remainder of this year.
1: We've seen interest rates that shot all the way up to about 8%, just about 8%. And now they're starting to retract a bit. We've seen in some of our listings, we've seen more traffic on the listings without any kind of offers. So it's telling us that more buyers are starting to dip their toe in the water, but yet they're not necessarily ready to pull the trigger. Whether they're telling themselves that they've got to wait for the rates to keep coming down or... Uh, they're just unsure whether they want to rent versus buy. I'm hopeful, and I would say you are too, that our first quarter next year is going to be very, very strong. I will say that if if there are buyers listening to this podcast, what are you waiting for? Now is your time to get the best deal in our marketplace. Sellers who have not been able to sell their apartment are ready to go especially the ones that are real sellers who are going to negotiate it's now a really good time for you to find an apartment which works well for you and if you're not afraid to do the renovation definitely 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 there are some serious values out there on good apartments yeah. which need a little bit of renovation
0: yeah i'll temper that a little bit just saying that you know we never we never really know uh, until we're 3 to 6 months past a particular market to say, OK, well, what's the best to do? But what we've seen as of late, just because we're recording this mid, mid-December, mid we've started to see rumblings of a news cycle that is po- more positive. You have people starting to jump on that bandwagon a little bit if that continues through the end of this year and certainly through January in terms of unemployment being steady, uh, jobs numbers being good, inflation coming down and, and aiming towards that 2% goal. And you have interest rates, the Fed looking to keep the same or reduce the interest rates. Well, all those things point to a rebound or a change anyways in our uh, in our real estate market. I absolutely agree with you that if you're a buyer and you can find the right property out there, which is one of the troubling aspects of our market right now is the good quality uh, inventory, now feels like a pretty good time to maybe lock in a, a A pretty good deal. It is a good time to get out there and look, but knowing that frustrations may be uh, involved. If we
1: were buyers in this marketplace, to be up against just yourself is much better than being up against five, six, seven buyers as prices come down or as um, the interest rates come down. I think also buyers who had retreated from the marketplace thinking, oh, the market's going to crash, the market's going to crash. It hasn't crashed. It's corrected. You know, the interest rates have have softened our market somewhat but buyers are buyers and sellers are transacting every day in New York City albeit maybe at a slower pace but um you know the sellers who have reduced their prices to where the market is responding are being rewarded and buyers are being rewarded by lower prices being able to you know, lock in a good home before the cycle changes. Just to one last thing that you said, which is true. The cycle changes and it doesn't change overnight. So Mm. it's not like, oh man, Microsoft is up $4 a share today. No, it doesn't happen like that.
0: So yeah, so inventory is the next statistic we talk about. We had, I don't know if there was a mistake, uh, clerical error or what have you from last month's statistics where we we quoted 7254, we work off of the numbers that we get from Corcoran. Uh, That number was adjusted down. And we have current inventory sitting at 64.75, which Corcoran stating is only 1% below what it was last month. So fairly flat. And if you look at a chart, which I think we'll put in the show notes showing the, the level of inventory, it's been pretty flat since July. So there hasn't been a significant uptick In terms of seasonality, where we usually see a big bump in September, October, seeing that flatness on the levels of inventory is justifiable in my mind, given what we're seeing when we go, when we look at boots on ground, don't feel big influx of inventory. That shows statistically the lack of enough inventory to have enough good apartments. From
1: both the buyer side and the list side, we are witnessing Apartments which are coming on the market, really good quality apartments, renovated homes, really good neighborhoods, which are garnering a lot of attention in this marketplace.
0: The everything has to be firing, you know, every cylinder. You have to have the location, the good renovation, the good building, priced really, um, really, 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 really well. <laughs> yeah. Could be price is certainly a factor, but I. It, what's interesting is that as much as we've talked about pricing on the apartments that need a lot of work, that are very challenging in this market to sell, it's almost like the price doesn't matter. You can also flip that opinion onto apartments that are really good, that are firing on all the cylinders. You know, I'm not saying you can overprice the apartments, but buyers are so hungry for that inventory, you're gonna see activity. You will find out quickly if it translates into offers. But I think people, buyers are very hungry for that type of inventory right now, which is why when we talk about going into the spring, if we have a bunch of good inventory hit the market, it's going to be a little bit of a feeding frenzy. And then the buyers are going to be upset because now they're automatically competing with a bunch of buyers. So that would be the argument of, listen, get out there and look, at least know the inventory. So when you get to that season, if it happens you're at least an educated buyer. The 5 million plus category has done well across the board. So in terms of more apartments on the market, that's, I'm sure, a symptom of you know sellers in that category seeing that it's still, that's the one market that has continued to sort of uh maintain better than the lower price points there is also elements of an independence of that market and people just doing what they uh what they want to do need to do it's up as much as 16 percent uh in the 20 to 30 million dollar category up overall across the board when you get to those upper price points what we need is that to start to happen on the lower price points? Right.
1: So, last but not least, we'll let's talk about days on market. So, for the month of November, days on market on average was 125 days, an increase of 4% year over year, but basically flat between October and November of this year. In the over $5 million category, days on market was 162, reflecting a 10% increase in days on market year over year, but significantly a 25% decrease month over month.
0: You know, we always talk about how days on market is a very hard statistic to. To, to nail down because of the dynamics within our market in particular the the longer transaction time but I think we're going to have another element which we'll see next year get tied in there which is apartments being taken off the market and put back on so we've had we've done this with our own listings where we take it off for the summer put it back on in the fall and sort of leapfrog through markets it confuses things even more a little bit and and skews this, uh, this statistic. So if you look at the graph, it's you know it's it it it's up and down, but it kind of always sticks around the same area. Of course, 2020 it was artificially high and ebbs and flows a little bit. Take it with a grain of salt. It is really hard to like needle on it as any reliable statistic uh, to to govern what we would suggest somebody does or where we think the market's going, et cetera. But it is always a statistic that people want to hear, like, okay, on average, how long is it going to take me to sell my apartment? Right. Right. You know, I love that question where it's, you know, there's so many factors that go into it for every, depending on the listing that we're dealing with, that it's it's an impossible question to answer. Right. But at least it gives us something to say, listen, the average days on market is X. Right. But then you have to, you know, it gives us a talking point anyways, and maybe a stake in the ground to some degree. Uh, interesting month, we will see what happens. In the meantime, uh, everybody have a wonderful holiday season.
1: Absolutely, happy and, holidays, everyone. Thanks for tuning holidays, in. Happy holidays,
0: and we will see you in January. In the new year, yep. Um, in the new year, stay happy stay healthy and, and remain John. in
1: gratitude. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning see in. See you
0: next year, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gustaskaconlenteam.com, or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Team. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.